You're listening to the Garden City Church Podcast. We just want to say thanks so much for tuning in. And if you enjoy what you hear today, please subscribe, share, and review the podcast. If you want to support what Garden City is doing, you can go to GardenCityNW.com slash give or click on give in the show notes. Let's dive into this week's message together. How do we move toward healing? My daughter, um, she's in a scout troop and they were learning how to bandage and uh, clean wounds. And um, so they uh, had all these little uh, band-aids and there's bottles of peroxide and my daughter got home. She's like, dad, dad, I learned how to, to heal people. I was like, really? She's like, yeah, yeah. Do you have any injuries? I'm like, I, you know, I don't, well, I guess I have a, a little cut from, you know, this the other day. Then I have a little bit of a burn <laughs> in my hands were a little mangled that week. And she's like, oh, let me clean them and, and the bandages. Let me show you. So she clean, you know, clean them with peroxide, poured that on and, and then got the bandaid out. And she's like, this is what you do for burns and this is what you do for cuts. And, uh, she was so excited to show me. She's like, do you have any other injuries? I'm like, no, no, I'm good. She's like, ah, well, tell me when you have more injuries. Cause I'll, I'll help heal them. And I'm like, uh, sure. You know, later that day, I see her just like looking at me. I'm like, Novella, do you want me to be injured? She's like, no, I want to heal you. <laughs> it felt like she was a little overzealous in her, her healing, but she really loves helping people. She was helping, you know, brother and, um, and, and her mom. And just, uh, it was a, it was on her mind all the time that week. And I think it's important, uh, when we start to approach faith in a, in a Jesus community to remember that Jesus, is a healer. You look at the stories of his life. He was a healer. Now, he was many things. He was a leader. He was a friend. He was a preacher. He was a teacher. He was savior, king, as you read through the scriptures, but he also was a healer. And just like my daughter, he wants to heal people and help them move toward wholeness. I want to share three beautiful pictures of Jesus as a healer for us today. And then I, I want us to maybe take some steps uh, toward seeking healing in Christ. The first picture of healing is this. In Mark chapter 10, Jesus and his followers came to Jericho. As Jesus was leaving Jericho, together with his disciples and a sizable crowd, a blind beggar named Bartimaeus, Timaeus' son, was sitting beside the road. When he heard that Jesus of Nazareth was there. He began to shout, Jesus, son of David, show mercy. Show me mercy. Many scolded him, telling him to be quiet. Shh. But he shouted even louder, son of David, show me mercy. Could you imagine that? Everyone's like, Jesus doesn't have time for you. He just shouts louder. In verse 49, look at Jesus' response. Jesus stopped and said, call him forward. So they called the, the blind man forward. Be encouraged. Get up. He's calling you, they said. Throwing his coat to the side, he jumped up and came to Jesus. And Jesus asked him, what do you want me to do for you? Now, if we just hit time out for a second, it should seem pretty obvious, right? What a blind beggar would want from Jesus. He's blind. Like he's yelled, you know, have mercy on me. It seems like, shouldn't that be obvious? But Jesus asked him, I want to hear from you. What do you want. Blind man said, teacher, I want to see. I want to see. Jesus said, go, your faith has healed you. And at once he was able to see. 
and he began to follow Jesus on the way. Such a powerful picture, and there's so much that we can dig into this. But I want to highlight one major thing. I love when Jesus says, what do you want? The blind man responds, I want to see. What do you want? Sometimes we, we, we can walk so long with something, um, something that's been hurting us, or our wound that we are carrying, that it begins to define us. And I love that Jesus kind of pulls out of this person. What, is, what does your heart most deeply want? Jesus wants to hear and know what we want. We can become so immersed in you know, the general problems of life and the distractions of life that you know, sometimes we don't cry out to Jesus for what we, we specifically want. Or maybe we think it's wrong to ask for help, maybe for healing, and, or ask for what we most deeply desire or deeply need. We may not want to ask Jesus to heal um, us or to, to give us the desire of our heart for many reasons. Sometimes it can feel maybe selfish. I'm not going to ask Jesus for this, this deep need because it's selfish. Who am I to ask for, for healing when so many other people suffer? We may not ask because we, we don't want to be disappointed, or we may be disappointed in God that we or maybe others are suffering or have suffered for a long time. Or maybe like Bartimaeus, maybe we have people in our lives telling us, hey, be quiet, like you don't matter. Or Jesus is busy. God's got plenty of other things on, you know, that he's taken care of. Um, he doesn't have time for you. But in this story, we see a beautiful picture of Jesus, the healer. And he wants us to cry out to him and be clear with what we want, what we desire for in our healing. Here's the second picture of healing. This is in Luke. After Jesus finished presenting all his words among the people, he entered Capernaum, which was a city. A centurion had a servant who was very important to him, but the servant was ill and about to die. When the centurion heard about Jesus, he sent some Jewish elders to Jesus to ask him to come and heal his servant. When they came to Jesus, they earnestly pleaded with Jesus. He deserves to have you do this for him, they said. He loves our people and he built our synagogue for us. So the centurion is an outsider, you know, non Jewish person who has moved into the neighborhood. He works for the Roman government, but he's getting connected to the community. He cares about it, and he's actually paid for for their synagogue, uh, you know, to be built or portions of it. So he's 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 a friend to the to the Jewish community. So Jesus went with them, and he had almost reached the house when the centurion sent friends to say to Jesus, "Lord, don't be bothered. Don't." I don't deserve to have you come under my roof. In fact, I didn't even consider myself worthy to come to you. What a, what a moment of humility. Just say the word and my servant will be healed. I'm also a man appointed under authority with soldiers under me. This is a military man. And I say to one, go, and he goes. And to another, come, and he comes. I say to my servant, do this, and the servant does it. This guy understands chain of command and authority. Verse 9, when Jesus heard these words, he was impressed with the centurion. He turned to the crowd following him and said, I tell you, even in Israel, I haven't found faith like this. When the centurion's friends returned to his house, they found the servant restored to health. 
This is a powerful picture of healing. An outsider, a Gentile centurion who was a Roman military man and, and now occupied Israel um, back in the Roman Empire. This is a person who would not be, he would not be a, a person that a rabbi would visit. Back in this day, uh, there were religious rules about becoming religiously unclean if a rabbi or a, or a Jewish person you know, sat at the table and entered the house of a, of a Gentile. This just wouldn't be typical. So this would have made Jesus religiously unclean to be in his home, yet Jesus moves toward this outsider. And in this picture of healing, we see Jesus moved by a cultural outsider, someone who most rabbis would avoid, moved the heart of Jesus. He understood that Jesus didn't need to lay hands on the sick servant to heal him, that that Jesus actually had the authority and power to heal at any moment from anywhere. And most powerfully in this picture of healing, this cultural outsider, this Gentile centurion moved Jesus with his love for his servant, someone who's technically lower than him. It's technically someone he shouldn't care that much about. But this centurion asked for healing on someone else's behalf. And Jesus, the healer, responded to this compassion and love. This picture shows us that Jesus loves when we ask for someone else's healing on their behalf. Now let's look at the third and final picture of healing for today. After a few days, Jesus went back to Capernaum and people heard that he was at home. So many gathered that there was no longer any space, not even near the door. It was just packed. And Jesus was speaking the word to them, and some people arrived, and four of them were bringing to him a man who was paralyzed. They couldn't carry him through the crowd, so they tore off part of the roof where Jesus was. And when they had made an opening, they lowered the mat on which the paralyzed man was lying. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, child, your sins are forgiven. Now, some legal experts were sitting there, religious legal experts, muttering amongst themselves. Isn't that a great word? Mutter. Mutter, mutter, mutter. They're just muttering. They're not happy. Why does he speak this way? He's insulting God. Only the one God can first give sins. Is he saying that, you know, is he saying that he's God? Jesus immediately recognized what they were discussing. And he said to them, why do you fill your minds with these questions? Like these kind of dark thoughts, negativity. Which is easier to say to a paralyzed person, your sins are forgiven, or to say, get up, take up your bed, and walk. But just so you'll know that the human one, which is one way Jesus referred to himself, just so you know that the human one has authority on the earth to forgive sins, he said to the man who was paralyzed, get up, take your mat, and go home. Jesus raised him up, and right away he picked up his mat, and walked out in front of everybody. I mean, there was no denying this healing moment. And they were all amazed and they praised God saying, we've never seen anything like this. Now notice in this story, uh, this portion, some people arrived, these group of friends, these four friends were bringing to him a man who was paralyzed. And they couldn't carry him through the crowd, so they tore off a part of the roof before Jesus was. And when they had made an opening, they lowered the mat 
which the paralyzed man was lying. So notice, they carry their friend when he can't move. They tear open a, a roof when there's no way to get to Jesus and there's just a barrier in front of them. And then they lay their friend down gently at the feet of Jesus so that he can find healing. When friends can't walk or move, we carry them to Jesus. When friends are blocked from moving toward health and healing, we tear open a way to Jesus. When friends are hurt and broken, we gently lay them at the feet of Jesus. This picture shows us that when we carry our friends who can't walk, they're not able to move toward healing, whether that's spiritual or physically, it moves the heart of Jesus. Now, in these three beautiful pictures of healing, I think we see that Jesus wants to hear from us how we want and desire to be healed. I think we see that Jesus wants us to reach out and cry out for other people to be healed on their behalf. And finally, that Jesus loves when we're willing to lift and carry and knock down any barrier to lay somebody at the feet of Jesus to be healed. Jesus responds to that. He loves that. Now, let me just mention a few things about healing. The Bible teaches us that although humans are frail and that we live in a very broken world, we were designed for wholeness and flourishing. God wants to bind the broken and heal and restore the wounds in our world. The scriptures show us that God heals people through natural means, you know, immune systems, medicine, doctors, science, like these are gifts from God. And also through supernatural means, the healing work of Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Now, Sarah and I, we have friends who have been healed, um, you know, naturally and supernaturally. Um, and there's been some miraculous moments where people are healed and, and they're still with us because of that. We also have friends who weren't healed and have passed. Now, we have friends whose children uh, have been healed in amazing, miraculous moments. We also have friends who didn't have that miraculous moment. In fact, Sarah and I have, have had to walk through that personally and go through that loss. But we pray and we ask Jesus for healing, knowing that Jesus has the power to heal and wants us to be healed and whole. We know every healing, natural or supernatural, this side of heaven is only temporary. Every wound unhealed, physical or spiritual, this side of heaven is also only temporary. One day, God will put all things right, and our healing and our wholeness will be complete in God's renewed and restored world. Every healing, natural or supernatural, points to that day. Every moment that we wait unhealed points our hearts toward that day of complete and eternal healing. We know Jesus is a healer, and we are to ask and pray for healing, both for ourselves and others. This is the spirit of Christ, of Jesus. This is what he wants. And so we reach out in faith for healing. We wait in patience and hope for our eventual healing. And we support each other in faith and hope as a healing community of love and compassion. There are so many wounded and broken and sick, those in chronic pain and anguish, 
those in spiritual pain and anguish, so many who have limitations that are spiritual and emotional and mental and uh, physically experience limitation. Will you ask for healing today? Will you tell Jesus, what do you want? And will you cry out on someone else's behalf for their healing? And are you willing to carry maybe a friend who's so hurt or so broken or so paralyzed? That could be physical, that could be spiritual, emotional. Are you willing to carry them to the healer? What would keep you from asking for healing and wholeness for yourself and for others? We come out of a time of great sickness and loss. We're still in a a time of great sickness and loss. Will you move toward Jesus for healing for yourself and others? If you need healing today, I, I would love to pray for you. The book of James says, it encourages churches, have your leaders, your elders, pray for those who are sick. And I would love to pray for you personally. Would you, would you reach out online for yourself or some, for someone else so that I can pray for you? Just reach out, message us, and I will personally pray for you. And then, you know, we're a place that you can belong before you believe. And so we want to pray for you and pray for your healing, even if you don't yet believe or fully believe. You might feel like, well, I, I can't ask for that. Well, you can. What do you have to lose? Would you let me pray for you right now? I'm going to pray a prayer of healing. Just close your eyes and let's have a moment of just seeking Jesus and his healing together. Heavenly Father, thank you for giving Jesus to us. In his life, there is healing. In his love, there is wholeness. And I pray that the heart of God would be known by those listening right now, those praying right now. Lord, you know where they're hurt. You know where they're wounded. You know the friends and the family members that are maybe sick or ill or struggling, and it could be physical, it could be spiritual. Jesus, we ask that you would reach into their life and heal them, heal the area of their life that they that they're experiencing so much brokenness in. And Lord, if this isn't the moment of the season for their full restoration, we pray that you give them endurance, you give them patience, you give them faith as they go through this time of not experiencing healing. God, we thank you that we can look forward to the day where we will be completely restored. And we ask in great faith and love to help us be a community of healing. In Jesus' name, amen. Guys, thanks for tuning in. I love you so much. See you next week. Thanks for joining us today. If you have any questions or comments about today's message or would like to contact Garden City Church, reach out at info at gardencitynw.com or click contact in our show notes. Garden City services are made possible by your generosity. Your generosity is love in action. Have a great week, and we'll see you next time.